Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the Loud Sports Podcast. And you're probably wondering, Jake, why is it so special as I'm wearing this Tampa Bay Lightning shirt and hat? You're probably asking yourselves, why is it so special? I'll tell you why. Sagan shoots wide left, 15 seconds left. Rebound Radulov behind the net. Right circle Haskin and right point Klingberg shoots. Blocked! It's out of the zone! Into the neutral zone! Eight seconds left! Barkley Goodrow after it! Shoots wide! Goes right normal. But net! Time ticks down! The Lightning win the Stanley Cup! They have reached the top of the mountain! They are the Stanley Cup champs! Every time I get chills, man. Wow. What a job. What a job. What a job. What a job. Fantastic. A job by Vasilevsky, too, in his last game. Vasi is a good point there. Uh, I don't remember your name. Uh, I know Dave <laughs> mentioned was the play by play guy there uh, for, the, for Lightning Radio. Um, wow. I'm ex- I, I don't even. It, it's still kind of shocking. 24 hours later, almost 24 hours later, Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup. Uh, I've been following hockey for, I would say, probably eight or nine years now. And they've been consistently good, but they can never really get over the hump. You know, I was there in 2015 when we lost to the Blackhawks in six games of the Stanley Cup. I was there 2016 we lost seven games to the Penguins, and they won the Stanley Cup. I was there in 2017 when we didn't even make the playoffs. And then I was there in 2018 when they ripped my heart out again. And they lost in seven games to the Caps, who won the Stanley Cup. Then 2019, best record in hockey, President's Trophy, wow. and we get swept in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. I was there. So then you flash forward to 2020, Blue Jackets again, first round of the playoffs, first game, five overtimes. The Lightning get that goal, and I think that's what led them to the championship. They finally got the monkey off their back, because that was the first game they won in five of that series, and then the next series they won in five games, and then the next series they won in five games, and then they won this one in six. It's, it's been a ride. Let me tell you, I was watching the game Saturday. It went to two overtimes. Before game six, um, yeah, yeah, it was back-to-back overtime games. Lightning won 5-4 to four on Friday, and then they lost on Saturday. A little bit of doubt started to creep in my brain when uh, the Stars took it to six, but it's, it's, it's a storybook thing for me because, like I was saying, 2019, get swept in the first round, having the best record, you know, the laughing stock of hockey. And then, and uh, John Cooper, actually, the head coach of the Lightning, he had a hat. It was the Virginia Cavaliers. And he used this motivation. The Cavaliers lost to a 16 seed, first time that ever happened. And then the following year, they, they go all the way and they win the championship. And he said he used that motivation for his players to say, if they can do it, we can do it. And, yeah, I would say this is, this is storybook kind of stuff. I think it's one of the greatest redemption stories in sports, and uh, I was I was sitting there watching, and I and I joked right before we started recording that 
I'd watch like 30 minutes of post-game coverage uh, because I was just happy because I, <laughs> I hadn't experienced this since uh, I was nine years old when the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl. So uh, I already bought my shirt and my hat. It's coming in soon. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I also would like to say I'm the first host on this show to have a championship team, so that's pretty exciting. I told that to Paul. He smugly said, well, that's the only chance you got because Tom Brady isn't – they, they spent all this money on Tom Brady to be a division, win a division game, and I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, don't believe that. And I, and who knows what can happen with the Rays. They've had a great run. Um, and I've been so close. <laughs> I've been so close. I mean, yeah, it, it, what, 2011 was the last time you experienced one, right, with uh, the Cardinals? Cardinals in 2011, the Heat in or, 12 yeah. and 13. Yeah, Nothing yeah. since then, though. It's not as long of a drought no. as me. No, but I'm saying... I'm saying and then you got uh, Tyler. <laughs> I'm saying this year well, I've already had... I've had the Cardinals made it to the, D, to the C, NLCS. Mm. The Packers made it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. You know, and then the Heat made it to the East Final. We've made it, so maybe we'll... I'll match you up here in a couple of weeks, <laughs> but we'll talk about that. I'm very, very impressed with this Heat team, but um, it's it. This is one of those moments when it really clicks in my head where I'm just. This is why we need sports. This is why this is a big deal for me because so many bad things have happened in this year for everybody, and for that three hours, four hours, I was able to just be really ecstatic to be a part of that and just have that. And I think that's why it's so important we have these bubbles and we were able to finish these seasons because I think people really needed it. It was a very uplifting thing. And, uh, yeah, congratulations. Uh, before I end this segment, I know it's I know a lot of our listeners probably aren't hockey people, but I do want to leave with some of these. Uh, John Cooper, love the guy. Uh, here's one of the cuts from... His post-game press conference, he kind of summed up the uh, the whole journey with one sentence. Hey, we're going home. Mitch Vincent. Oh, I know, not that one. Wrong clip. It's this one. We ended up taking, uh, well, basically we went from the outhouse to the penthouse. <laughs> went from laughingstock to champion, and then he has this uh, beautiful way to end the press conference. Hey, we're going home. Mitch Fitz. Going home. Why did we get to leave? Oh hey, you know what, though? Hey, we're going home 35 pounds heavier. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, I have that <laughs> on standby. That's good. Yes. Um, yeah, I love this team. Go Bolts. Can't wait for the next one. Now we talk about my team winning a championship. Your team is playing for a championship. We're talking about... The Lakers against the Heat. Of course, we got there with the Lakers beating your Nuggets. That wasn't really a surprise. Also, we were making a joke earlier. You weren't paying attention. I said, you know, at least I'm not like Tyler because I said no, 2002 was. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm just no, saying no. you bring it up no, a lot. Um, I, I like the I like the um, uh, Nuggets promise moving forward. Um, you know, they got good young core and stuff. Um, so that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Lakers the are just is, they were too good. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, but the floor is Brandon's. That's too much. Be- well, before we get to the heat part, oh. did you see everybody talks about LeBron's serious face? Like he was just sitting <laughs> in the middle of the court with the post game celebration, and then they uh, paralleled it with Kobe when he did the same thing, where he wasn't happy, or like everybody else was. He's like, "Well, we still got a championship to win. The job's not done." 
and I, I and I asked that because I I said it before, and it really feels like they're it, the Lakers are playing for more. They're playing for Kobe. I feel like. Yeah, it seems like a pretty pretty special run. You know, thing. They were already, you know, there's a lot of people who already thought, including me, that thought they would win the championship this year before before all that happened. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, stuff with Kobe happens and all, and then the season gets shut down. They've come back with these Mamba jerseys. I think they're undefeated still wearing those blacks, wearing yeah. those Mamba jerseys. I mean, yeah. there's just something there's something about this year yeah. for the Lakers. And it, it's it's definitely got that storybook feeling that that sports has like mm. it's one of those those things that yeah it just feels like for either team really though it's a driving for yeah, thing for either team though because you know jimmy butler's been the outcast oh my god so many teams just getting booted out nobody wants him he finally finds a place where he's appreciated and now i mean now look where you know he's the best player on the team that's playing for playing in the nba finals after, mm. after everyone thought he was the problem mm-hmm. so you know, either whoever wins, it'd be pretty, mm. pretty, pretty nice story for either there's, one. There's good storylines, uh, yeah, for both teams, and that's really what makes a great champion mm-hmm. championship, like you know, series and stuff. Is is the storylines? Um, well, so that's uh, good. Sometimes yeah. it can be kind of boring, but not this time. <laughs> and then you know, you also add in not just the Kobe aspect, but everything that's gone on with uh, you know social justice and and civil unrest, and to have you know. LeBron being that voice that he is. And he's been that voice for a long yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. And to see him in, I would say, the one of the most important NBA finals in the history of the sport, just because of everything that's happened with the pandemic and then the bubble. And then they were talking about this with the Lightning uh, last night when they said that this was, it's already hard enough to win in these kind of environments, to win, go play 82 games and then win 16 to be a champion. But it just seems harder now because mm. of the bubbles mm. and being in the situation they're in, you know? And to see the Lakers do that, get all the way to the finals and fight with that. And then you then, you know, with your with the Heat, like you were saying with Jimmy Butler, and just this Heat team is just tenacious. They're nasty. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what what do you what did you what you've seen so far heading into the finals, how do you feel about the Heat and their chances? I mean I think they have a puncher's chance. I mean, I think they're a little outmanned. Yeah. You know, the the Lakers have the two best players on the court at all times, and, you know, they will with Davis and LeBron. But I think, I mean, the Heat can win this series if they shoot the lights out, which they are more than capable of doing as one of the best. You know, I think they were second this year in three-point shooting, and they've been a top three-point shooting team in the playoffs as well. Yeah. But I think that that, that's going to be the – the difference because I don't know I don't see them being able to stop LeBron or AD mm. consistently. They do have great defensive players, but those guys are just on another level. Yeah. So we'll see. I think it'll be an interesting series to watch, and we'll see how well the Heat can shoot the ball. I think that that'll be pretty much the deciding factor on read, whether this is a good series or yeah. not. Uh, originally, we we're going to call uh, Paul because Brandon's Heat took care of uh, his team, his team. and. Pretty handedly, I'll, I have to say. I mean, it was it was six games, but I think there there's just times when I looked at how the Heat played. Just this run, and they have been dominant. They've only lost two playoff games, right? Three. 
Three, okay. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they had only lost two coming into the game five. But I, I, I'm I, just thoroughly impressed. I do agree with you, though, of it's the same thing with the Nuggets, with the Lakers, where the Nuggets played well and earned their spot. They took out the Clippers. You know, nobody expected that. Awesome. <laughs> but, you know, they'd already won it, done a three-to-one three comeback. Yeah, that's too much. You know, yeah, there's just too much talent for the Lakers, and I feel like that might be the scenario in the finals. But I'm not counting the Heat out no, at all. No, I don't think no. you, I don't think you can. I don't no, the way that be, they have played, no yeah, way. I think <laughs> they'll they'll find a way to to win one one maybe two at least. I think it's actually really good for the Heat that it is in the bubble because you know games in in LA at the Staples Center, especially this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if it was yeah. a normal year and stuff, like I mean, that would be a rough yeah, place. That would have been not hard saying, enough. <laughs> but well, not saying at all that. The Heat fans don't have. I mean, clearly they're you know they got good fans down there too. But I, I think Remember I think the old people that were leaving the game when LeBron was there. I think that uh, because of that. because there aren't any fans like in attendance. I think that that uh, takes away an edge that the Lakers might have had in a normal year. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think that is one slight of the slight edge just for the games that w- would have been played in L.A. Well, and that's why I think these bubble championships will be harder because they don't have the emotion and the momentum of having a live uh, crowd. I don't know about emotion, man. I, I no, I, I th- well, no, the Lakers are playing with a lot of emotion, and, well, I, and I would I th- agree. Yeah, both teams. Jimmy so. Butler's yeah. playing like he a makes, man possessed. He makes his own. He makes his own. He makes his own. You know, problems and scenarios. Stew. You know, just you know how they how we, Michael Jordan would do stuff. Jimmy Butler does the same. He makes his own slights. He makes his yeah. Own, he yeah. makes his he own finds his own way to he to get makes up to get shit. He plays for angry. He yeah. He has a huge chip on his shoulder, and it's because of that that I that narrative of he's toxic. He's the problem, and he finally found a team that embraces who he is. That wants him to be like that. Yeah, and wants him to be nasty and mean because that is what this team plays like. Like I was saying, they're bullies, man. They not they <laughs> are. Physical, and that is how they've won games. Is they've been just been out muscling teams. Yep. It, it, it. I will say for the first time in a while. Uh, well, that's not true. I guess I was excited for last year's finals, but I am more locked in than I've ever been in the finals. This is going to be so much fun, just to see these two teams duke it out. And who knows? I, I don't know if it'll go seven, but I definitely think it'll go six. Yeah. Well, I hate to because I, I, I think the depth's just going to eventually catch up to the Heat. I already said it earlier, but to be really honest, like there are some awesome storylines in this whole finals. There's just a lot, you know. LeBron used having played and won championships for the Heat uh, is one of them. You know that. Oh yeah, might playing be, his former. I think that might teams. be overlooked a little bit, and it won't be overlooked for long. But um, you know, just there's storylines upon storylines upon storylines, and that's going to make it. I really believe that is gonna you're gonna see both teams just put everything out on the floor, and it's probably gonna be one of the best finals ever. Mm-hmm. I think just because of the way both teams are playing and everything else, just it's all or nothing, boys. It's all or nothing. You know, I think that's what they're saying to each other is just, it's, hey guys, it's all or nothing, guys. Let's go out there and do it. Yeah, it, it's uh, it's an interesting thing. I'm trying to find text that Paul said <laughs> about after the Heat won. Uh, it was because uh, there was a rumor floating around that the Lakers wanted to play the Heat and Paul said, yeah, the Lakers got what they wanted, my tears. 
Uh, we're sorry, buddy. Paul actually <laughs> will be coming back next week. Uh, so this is Tyler's last show until you know draft season because he is our draft draft expert. Yeah, it's I haven't reached guru level yet. <laughs> but I haven't, uh, I haven't reached uh, Mel Kiper Junior money. That's but what uh, I'm yeah, for. we'll we'll still say we're sorry, Paul, that uh, the Heat beat your team. Well, Brandon is. I don't know that. Sorry, I don't know. Really. Yeah, I don't know that I'm that sorry either. I mean. All right, all right. Let's move on. Uh, actually, before we do. Uh, Doc Rivers, that whole storyline of him leaving the Clippers, that I, they said it was like a mutual separation, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now there's speculation of where he'll end up. Uh, you know, f- there's talks of Phoenix. There, there's. Uh, I think I saw the Pelicans was another one that they were talking yeah, about. Pelicans, Philly, Philly, yeah. Mm. So I, I don't know about where he's going to end up. Um, I just. I'm surprised he didn't just retire, to be honest. I'm su- I, it's su- so surprising that he left L.A. That's yeah. still the most surprising thing about this whole about that whole situation. Mm-hmm. I wonder, th- there must be, I wonder what, why? Like, what was the reason? There's got to be some stuff. <laughs> There's got to be some stuff behind the scenes that, I mean, you heard, who was it? Uh, God, Paul George? You heard what he said is, you know, like, I don't think at any point we were in, you know, desperation, like, win now mode. And it's like, why not? You guys are only together for, like, a year or two. Yeah. And, like, you don't get... You, like, why, you would don't you get s- why would you say that? Him and Kawhi, if you weren't in it. That's what I'm saying. Why yeah. would you even say that? Like, I think there's some stuff going on behind the scenes in the Clippers locker room that we may never know about, but I that mean, caused all how, of this. Well, how else can you... How else can a team that good... Blow a three at one because the Nuggets are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be. Some, I agree. I think there is some there turmoil, is, and I yeah. think the way that he, it was, it wasn't even an announcement. Everybody's trying it to was be leaked by Woj, right? And Everybody's then, trying to be hush hush and like very yeah. So then they, then they were it. forced to make a statement about you know, it once. It's Woj personal reasons. That's it. Thank you. No comment. My dog's barking. You might hear it. Cooper's got a comment or two. Yeah, loud mouth. It, it it is surprise. I don't know where he's gonna end up. I don't think he'll be in Philly. Um, I, I do like what you said about Phoenix. I could see that, mm-hmm. especially with how they played um, at the end of the season in the bubble. It, it it would be interesting to take that young talent and do it. But are we gonna do our finals predictions? Uh, well, I I think the Lakers will win uh, in six. I think it'll be a hard fought series, but I have the Lakers winning. I think we all do, don't we? Or well, he'll, he'll probably pick the Heat, but I I gotta say Lakers, but I think it's gonna be seven games. I think again, it's seven. Gonna, I think it's gonna be one of the best okay. games ever. It's gonna come down to three on three, all or nothing. Game seven, it's right. gonna be awesome. I'm really I I'm not a huge NBA fan. I'm always uh I always pay attention when you know the playoffs and the finals are happening. Just uh, but I might actually watch this just because it's it's gonna be really good. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, you don't have to make the homer pick, but you can if you want. Yeah, I don't really want to pick because I don't. I don't think that the Heat. Yeah. I don't think the Heat will be able to win. I Your think analyst hat says no. Yeah. Your fan hat says yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, again, it's going to come down to if Miami can shoot can shoot the ball really well for four games out of the seven, mm-hmm. they'll they'll have a chance. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if they can outmuscle the Lakers. That's the thing. Yeah, right. I mean Miami's a little undersized. Yeah, Bam Bam can play, but the, but the Lakers are huge. Mm-hmm. So 
it's it's completely contrasting styles going at it. So we'll see which one which one win, wins out. I I think I a, think the Lakers will win yeah. as well. But I hate picking picking games with my favorite team involved because I, you always know who I'm going to pick. And you have to do that again this week when we do primetime picks. Would I like to see the Heat win? Hell yeah! No, oh, of course. But I oh also, yeah, I think it'll be. I also know, as just a casual fan, not having any stake in this or dog in this fight, that the Lakers winning the championship the year that Kobe like oh, yeah. he lost him is that's kind of too good to be not t- too good to well, be true. But I, I think that that's why it's that good would for the be, league because right, that would be like the ultimate storyline. I think. A lot of us would like to see both teams win, so I think that's it's a it's a win for the league because it'll be a fun right. series to watch because right. you could root for both teams. Can we both get trophies? <laughs> I just want both teams to have a good time. So <laughs> let's move on to the NFL. Yeah, uh, some week three headlines. Uh, and we'll get to primetime picks, and uh, one of us is oof. It was just. Can I, can I say my new saying that I texted you? On air? Can I say it on Sure, air? go for it. Um, I came up with a new saying, and it's eat a bag of rat dicks. And uh, that's Brandon's what I, not a I, texted, uh, I texted him, and I said that that's what football was this past weekend in all in all shape. And I guess ISU won. That's good for the state, I guess. <laughs> that's that's really about it. Oh, oh I, I, won, I went two and two in fantasy, and I ended up winning uh, come from behind and winning by like .6 of a point. So uh, yeah, yeah, bounce back, back to back wins. I'm two and one in our league. I don't even know your record, Brandon. I don't even know. Oh, I figured are. out how you won that tie, but we'll talk about that off the air. Oh yeah, let's talk about some headlines from Week Three. Uh, for starters, Monday Night Football: so Mahomes and the Chiefs outgun Lamar and the Ravens. Lamar is zero and three against the Chiefs, and he said uh, after the game that they were their kryptonite. Uh, it's hard to argue. <laughs> it's really fun. That game was really fun to watch, um, especially when the Chiefs were just on, when they were firing on all cylinders in the first half. In the second half, they were kind of just trying to, you know, they they went in spurts in the second half. Um, but the first half, like, I mean, just ridiculous throws. That one to Hardman. I mean, just oh my god! Like, and he I, was what nine of twelve on on blitzes. And like three touchdowns, like his a career high or something like that. I want to say something. Yeah. Fools. You were all fools because you guys picked the Ravens, and I was smart, and I picked the Chiefs because again they showed last night that it is just hard to imagine this team. Losing. I didn't expect. No, I didn't expect the Chiefs' defense to show up like they did, and I did not expect the Chiefs' offense to put some serious moves on the Ravens' defense like they did. Well, They brought some stuff that they were like, what? A, a, wait, a shovel pass to the fullback? Like, wow. I mean, the, the defense of Ravens' defense played great, except for they're playing the Chiefs, and the Chiefs pulled all the stops out. I, I think... A bunch of stuff going on there. For me, what this feels like, this feels like a quarterback rivalry like Peyton Manning and Tom Brady mm-hmm. where Mahomes is Brady in this scenario where he keeps beating him and, and, and finds ways to win. And Lamar feels like that Peyton Manning where he just can't get over the hump in the playoffs. He can't get past Mahomes. And I know it's early in his career, but it definitely has those feelings. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited to have a new generation like quarterback think, rivalry like that. I think they'll you find a way hope, to have you a... You just hope Lamar can 
figure out to win every yeah. once right. in a while. I mean, 97 yards to make it is good, not going to cut it. No. It's no. not going to cut it. They they got to play better. They, I mean, there, there was really – they just played so bad for – the Andrews first half that was just big so drop bad. in it's the just, end zone. That's mm-hmm. what happened. You know, that's what happened last year. They got down. They got down like that, twenty-seven to six last year. What was it? 20, 27 to three or it's ten. It's hard this year? not to abandon yeah, the run at that 10. point. I but mean, you really can't abandon the run. I hate to say it, but even when you're down, you got to still be able to keep the defense honest. And but but that's I, the I just thing feel is like Lamar if, has if, to develop more as a passer if yes. he wants to compete with Mahomes because that's yes. why Mahomes has the edge. Is he? I will actually keep. Checking down yes. and everything, Look, and and Lamar, it's has like a, a good arm. It's like it's a half a second more, honestly. It's not that much of a difference, but uh, whereas Patrick or Mahomes will take that extra half second and probably make a completion, Lamar will probably nine times out of ten take off running. There were a couple of plays last night where he had no choice. I mean, he was like. You know, surrounded by. You Are you know, saying that he does? He needs to stand in the pocket longer because that's no. what I was going to say. I think no. Lamar has to be in the pocket a little bit longer. Well, I think that Mahomes is. Sometimes you're right. Sometimes he doesn't have a choice. Sometimes he has to run for his life, and I understand. Right, but that, Mahomes, but. Mahomes isn't. I mean, he's one of those. He's got all the best parts of like quarterbacks that you love. He's got the arm. He's got the accuracy. He's got the gunslinger mentality a little bit. Um, he, uh, there were a couple of the the two uh, big long bombs that he had last night. It looked like he was literally just heaving it, like as like without any, you know, just huh, like as hard as he could, and no thought to where it was going to go. But obviously, it's on target and like right. Uh, that's that's ridiculous. He makes it look. Dan Patrick was saying today that when everybody's firing on all cylinders, um, Aaron Rodgers makes it look easy, and Russell Wilson makes it look like he's working, but. Man, Mahomes is he's a combination of the two, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. I, th- I think you see this game the Chiefs are built to come back whereas the Ravens are built to be in the lead. Yeah. And when it gets yes. and, w- and yes. when the Ravens fall behind they it's have a hard time. You know, mm. they don't fall behind very often, but when they do fall behind they struggle. They don't know. Yeah. What, they don't have a game plan. Yeah, they yeah. need to game plan more for those situations. That, I don't that that's always the the issue you run into when you're a smash mouth, run the football kind of team. Yeah. When you get behind, it is hard to come back and and but and that's why I think they need to get him some uh, more. You know, I don't know, maybe he some really faster receivers. Have, yeah, some his skill right players. receivers aren't. I mean, because I I don't think. He, he has, has a bad arm. I just think that Mahomes has more weapons, and accuracy. Mahomes is more accurate than, than oh, yeah. Lamar. That's just but Lamar, the Lamar way it can is. be a, a franchise quarterback easy. That's I don't know. No, a, until I don't he, I don't agree with that oh. because until he can win a playoff game, he's not a true, franchise quarterback. True, true, true. Because you got to have a guy that can win you a playoff game, and I. I I, bu- I do think Lamar could do it. I still think Lamar is an amazing athlete and, a, and an amazing, uh, a pretty solid quarterback. I don't want to say an amazing quarterback, but I think he's still a really good player. And it's just he's just not quite there. Mm-hmm. Where Mahomes, and it's not fair because Mahomes just feels like everything. We you know they make that joke. It's so easy for him. It seems like it really in this is. Chiefs team because he had they dra- they drafted so well. And they built a, a, a team around they him. They lost what that he one can player? Succeed. One player off the offensive line, and they replaced him with one of the better guards in the league, Kalichio Semeli. Which, which doesn't happen to a Super Bowl team. You get 
you're you get plucked. A lot of guys take a lot of Super Bowl winning players. You see it all the time. So you really don't see that These happen. These guys you took pay cuts to stay. And you know, it's just that's just the thing. We're witnessing the beginning of the Chiefs dynasty. I really believe Ugh, it. it's it's really scary for the rest of the league, I think. <laughs> all right. And then the afternoon game, uh the Seahawks and the Cowboys, that was a lot of fun to watch. Um, Seahawks are scary. Russell Wilson. Yeah, but their scary. defense is questionable. Man, if Russell Wilson's going to throw five touchdowns every game, it doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, when he throws the football, it looks like a rainbow. Like mm-hmm. it is a perfect arch every time. It's incredible. And DK Metcalf, bro, you gotta you gotta finish a play. But uh, the, him and Lockett are in the top five in uh, terms of points in fantasy right now. If if. R- just I'm not surprised because Wilson is. Just if Russell so Wilson well. isn't your early MVP, I don't think you're watching the same sport I am, because he has been unbelievable so far, and he does enough where it's it's similar. To, and this is what you know. I don't know about the Seahawks because it looks a lot like Mahomes when he didn't have a defense, yeah. where Mahomes was like, "I'll do it. I'll just keep checking but it and I, win I, these games." And I feel like. Uh, Russell Wilson's going to have to do that with. Seattle. I think I think you'll see uh, the Seahawks defense gel at some point. You, I, I've seen some good plays. I know Adams was out, um, and he's a really big part of that defense. He's he's one of those game changers that when he's on the field, the the defense plays differently. Um, I, I think uh, I think it'll gel. You you see good things, but yeah, right now their defense is not playing well. You don't have to be a dominant defense to to. To win a championship, and, yeah, you just have to that be. Too. You just have to be oppor- opportunistic yeah. and, ma- and make get turnovers, make, make right. big plays yep. in big yeah. situations. Splash it, plays. You don't have to be. You don't have to be. You know, it helps to be a top ten defense, but you don't need a top ten right. defense to yeah. win. But you need a defense who can make plays and force some turnovers in big spots, or you know, or get big stops. And it I gets, think the Seahawks yeah. can do yeah. that. Yeah, yep. I mean, they showed it getting that interception yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, yep. uh, I, I think I don't know what to make of the situation with Dak because. I still don't I don't think Dak is a bad quarterback, but I feel like he's too inconsistent to get a bigger deal, you know, get the deal that he wants. But then again, I see him play like he did against the Seahawks and it's it's hard to it's hard to argue with him getting paid. He's that's what I mean. He's, he's just so gotta, inconsistent. Where, where, where would game. he go? He's got to yeah, he's got to win those games. He's got I mean, to it's like what I was saying, like Lamar. He's yeah, got to win yes. a playoff game. He has to get but, there and win. I mean, technically, he has. Where won is he going to go to get paid? I have no idea where he would I, end if up. I'm Other him, than Dallas, if I'm him, I, have I don't no care idea. how much money you give me. I'm not going to New York. I'm not going to New York play for the Jets. Oh God, no. Um, <laughs> I mean, think about the teams that need quarterbacks. Um, maybe Chicago because they're still doing that whole you know two headed thing, which I think is going to be. Throughout the year, oh, okay. they're going to be we'll they're going to be that. shown to be really, yeah. We'll get to Chicago, but seriously, where would he go? <laughs> I don't know. I I, saying, I I don't. I think he Dak, will, Think about it. Where I would think you he go will get if paid. He did, yeah, but he's going to not get the money that he wants because I don't think Jerry Should've Jones taken the believes four in him instead of the three, whatever. Uh, I just I thought that was a fun, interesting game, and yeah, um, good game. I think the NFC West is going to be extremely competitive. Uh, with the Cardinals being a rising team, uh, rising star, and 
The Rams playing Rams really well. Clicking, last yeah. place, 49ers at 2-1. and one. Right? That's last yeah. place. Yeah. Wait, and, and they're playing well with, to, with all the uh, injuries they have. Think about what they're going to be like when they're healthy. Compared, mm. to, compared to the NFC East where lead, the leader is 1-2. One and, one and, two. Yeah. and there's even a team with a tie in there. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Garbage division. Thanks a lot, Bengals. Yeah. It was Bengals. It was all like, right. Uh, moving on. They did it again. God damn it. And if this was any other didn't team. Didn't I pick the Falcons over the Bears? Yeah, you did. Because you didn't learn. And Brandon picked no, the Bears. I didn't learn at all. Um, That's a good pick, obviously. Again, any other team in this scenario, I would feel bad. Well, we're not I would, surprised. I would feel horrible if it were my team. But you're right. I'm not surprised. And it's the Falcons, so it's funny as hell. Because they're in the NFC South, and I hate the Dirty Birds. It's kind of like... So I couldn't believe you have done it three times with this coach. Three How times. does Dan Quinn have a job? How can you let a guy blow double-digit leads like this multiple times? Back-to-back weeks in the biggest game ever. No, that wasn't Dan. Was that Dan Quinn? Yeah, it was Dan Quinn. Yeah, in the biggest game ever. What? You, you, I am you, not surprised. You lost a 28-point lead. I kid you not. I'm sitting there watching NFL Red Zone, 20, and I'm seeing the score, and I see the highlights, and I'm thinking, in the back of my mind, there is way too much time. They're going to screw this up. They're going to do it again. And th- But then there's the drop in the end zone to Allen Robinson from Nick Foles. And I'm just like... That was a fourth down. It's turnover now. It's like, oh, maybe it's maybe I was wrong. And then I see a touchdown, and I go, okay. And then another touchdown, and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then oh the, the dagger to win it at the end to make it 30-26. to 26. Those those two, the Bears are the first team in NFL history to win twice while being down by over 15 or over 16 going into the fourth quarter. Well, of course they did. Look who they played. And the Falcons Falcons are the first team to lose twice while being up by over 15 in the fourth quarter. Awesome. All in the same same season we've had those two. This is the story of Dan Quinn. All that talent. All that talent. With with, with life, Matt Dave Ryan Quinn. and Julio and and uh, Calvin Ridley, who's made made a huge splash this year, all these guys, and they can't hold on to a lead. And that's because of coaching. Dan Quinn, if he has a job after this season, it will be the most surprising story of the, of the whole year. Because how how he already should have lost his job after right last exactly week. You, yeah we all we were all in this Oz, podcast being like are you crazy Oz that Adam Gase or um Dan <laughs> Quinn gets or Dan Quinn gets fired first Ooh, that could be a fun bet like uh, what week one of them gets fired because I don't see them making it the whole I don't want to do which week I just think which one is going to get dropped first yeah like which 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 organization is going to go we're pulling the trigger screw it's this just, screw this you can't, you can't who even coaches the Jaguars anymore? Who who coaches no them? Who's their coach? I have no idea. I I just it does Dan Quinn have like blackmail over the owners of this team or something? Like how else could he's got pictures <laughs> yeah, of Arthur, some sort of pictures. He's got pictures of Arthur Blank like in a yeah. Yeah, it's a compromising re- yeah. situation. We'll say no more than that. A Robert Kraft situation. Ooh. Oh. Uh this is a quick one I wanted to say second week. I picked the the Bills second week of one on that pick. That was a crazy game. That game, great game, was one of the best of the weekend. If you had anybody on either team in fantasy, it was a good game. It was really lucrative for me because except I, for John Brown, you son of a bitch. 
Because uh, I had Josh Allen as my quarterback, and then I also had Cooper Cup as one of my receivers. Oh, Cooper so Cup. I, so I double dipped. Nice. Uh, but actually, if you had Jared Goff, so that would have been a double dip. That they almost pulled in Atlanta. They almost did it. Uh, <laughs> tried. That game was Close. brutal because it was twenty-eight to three, and I was like, "Whoa, the Bills are a lot better than I uh, I thought." I thought they. I, Allen is too inconsistent. He's got to play a full game. Well, I, I think he does too much. He and tries to. That offensive sure. line is terrible too. My yeah. God, he got a face mask they penalty. Used to be, they used to defending be, himself from to, a lineman. They used to have a good offensive line. What happened? I mean, injuries or what? I just, I just think last it's year be- they had one of the better ones in the league. I Maybe it's not the line. I think it's because um, the Rams' pass rush is so good, especially with Dude, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, uh, and, and yeah, his play Ridiculous. really raises up that Rams' defensive line. But yeah. that game was a lot of fun to watch. The whole defense. I'm glad the Bills won because I picked them, but I, I think that uh, that was a bogus PI call. Uh, that put them in position to win the game. I, I think this is happening too much. Uh, these these late game questionable pass interference calls uh, didn't like it. wasn't a fan of it. But no, hey, sir, I like the it. pick. It was a fun game to watch. It was it was oh probably gosh, the best yeah. of the weekend. And to see the the resiliency of both quarterbacks, I think it took a lot for Jared Goff to get them into the lead and outplay Jared Allen in the second half. But uh, what what a what a weird season it's already going to be when. With that, but I, I definitely, right? I still am bullish on the Bills. I think they're going to have a really solid season. I, I think they're going to win the East. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting. So now let's move on to the Homer sections. Brandon, you're up. Prime time. Prime time. Prime time. I thought they played their best game of the season in week three. I thought they, they looked really good on offense again. I mean. They only scored thirty-seven this week, but I still thought only thirty-seven. Only 37. I mean, it's been, it was an, it was a li- <laughs> maybe it was a little off, but no. Oh my god! I thought I thought they played their best game of the season. I thought I thought the offense looked still looked very very good with even without Devontae Adams going against the Saints defense, who's pretty good. Yeah. I, I would say. Um, I mean, I don't know what the Saints man. I don't know what to make of them right I now. Thought, yeah, I thought the Saints did play better this week than they did the last two weeks, even though. You know they beat the bucket. I, I thought that they played better. I, they, yeah, I think they played really well in week one, but they kind of dropped off. They because of Michael they still miss Michael Thomas. So I mean, but Packers. I thought the Packers played well. I, I was very 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 impressed by that win. I thought Alan Lazard played played great. Made made some big plays, and then the defense is oppor- is opportunistic. I mean, just like what I was saying with the Seahawks. I mean, looks like the, the Packers' offense is going to score some points this year. Mm-hmm. So and the defense is again the defense is not you know a juggernaut by any means but if they can make some plays they got some guys that can make it, play you know Zedari Smith is forced to fumble big fumble in that late in that game to to basically seal the win it reminds you of the, what we were saying with the Seahawks where the defense doesn't have to be stellar to win games but we got but we got got you know we got guys with those with those pass rushers and Jair Alexander you know we got guys that can make plays all all over the field. When when a play is needed to be made, and I think that that that's that's huge, and I think that that as long as they can continue to do that, they'll keep winning a lot of games. All right, anything else? Go pack, go. <laughs> We're gonna get sued. All right, now it's time for Tyler's segment. 
Bullfuck. I'm getting really like professional about this and like writing it He's out. He's got it so. written out again, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Live press conference here. Skull effed. No, this is not a press conference now. That last week was funny because you know I was like, "Date, burn it, burn it to the ground." Okay. Um, so you still feel that way, right? So no, another week, another Vikings loss. But there are good, some good things to look at. You say I agree that there were some very promising improvements in the game plan for the Vikings. But the injuries to our young, inexperienced secondary and the lack of a quality pass rush doomed Minnesota yet again. So where's the absolute rage and panic and despair? Well, I heard Colin Cowherd say that the Vikings should be on a 7 out of 10 on the panic meter. Sure, that sounds about right. Our head coach is a guy known for defense, but our defense is a liability that we can't afford. I suppose you're probably thinking that I'm going to panic just like last week. I'm more than happy to prove you wrong. One thing about the Minnesota Vikings is that they have a long... Uh, for the last decade or so, a tradition of having a great year followed by a crappy year. Uh, case in point, this kind of started with 2009 when Brett Favre took us to a 12-4 and record in the NFC Championship game in New Orleans. Favre threw an interception to seal our fate. Next year, we went 6-10, and then 3-13. and Okay, wait. It's more of a Mike Zimmer thing, actually. Oh, sorry, sorry. Whoa, whoa, Mike, whoa! Wait, Mike, wait, wait! Breaking news: Are you are you script. calling for Zimmerman to get fired? Oh hell no! Mike took over in 2014, and we went to seven and nine. We were bu- rebuilding an anemic defense that had been neglected for for too long. His second year, eleven and five, behind the inspired play of Adrian Peterson and Teddy Bridgewater, and a loss in the wild card round to Seattle. Trust me, a ten to nine score sucks ass, really, really bad. And I'm not the only Vikings fan who believes that we would have gone. And won the Super Bowl in 2015. Say the that Seahawks time. beat the Seahawks, Bud Grant in like minus 40 degree weather. Chris Williams from the radio station went to the game and his beer was frozen. That's how cold it was. Bud Grant, the old coach of the Minnesota Vikings, came out to greet the uh, other guys on the Seahawks side in a t shirt. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> That was I don't know. that was probably our most complete team in the last like twenty <laughs> years. Anyway, but there's next year. What happens? The team puts you into pressure. But there's next year again. 2016. Eddie gets uh, Teddy gets a non-contract non-contact injury that, by all accounts, was the most disgusting and hor- horrific thing ever. Grown men were crying and calling their moms. We're forced into the <laughs> Sam Bradford trade, and we somehow go eight and eight, but no play- playoffs. 2017 is a magical year of Case Keenum and the Minneapolis Miracle. We bounce Saints from the playoffs with a gut punch, but somehow find a way to not be the first team in history to play a Super Bowl in their brand spanking new home stadium. That would be the Buccaneers doing that this year. 2018, 8-7-1. The Kirk Cousins lottery doesn't look so special anymore, but lo and behold, 2019, 10-6, and another kick in the nuts to the Saints. Kirk looks special. So what if we're 0-3? Who cares if we go 5-11 and or worse? I'll just say the four little words that all of us Vikings fans say, and we die a little inside each time we lie to ourselves. There's always next year. Oh, yeah, I'm still wearing my jersey on game day until after the game is over. And thank the Lord that so far Justin Jefferson is making us all forget the nightmare that was the Cordero Patterson bust. That game was fun to watch. Did you guys watch that game? The Titans Vikings game, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I got that was like I, the, I was watching. It was like the zone. bright spot for us. I mean, the Kyle Rudolph touchdown was pretty sweet. Let me tell you, you don't know how important the NFL red zone is until you don't you you experience it at someone's house and then you go home and you don't have it. I think when you commercial free football, yeah. I think what a you, world. I think when you take the guy um, off the field that's uh, rushed for 181 yards so far at the end of the game, that's really why. 
But why anyway. would you do it? All right, now I'm going to anyway. talk about. The, now it's time to talk about Buccaneers. Yes. Seeds the day. This is important stuff. Important. I like the name stuff. of your of your segment. We're really clever. Oh, I stole that. To be from honest, Go Pack Go is kind of anemic. You guys got to come up with something more clever. Seeds the day is a thing the Bucks made. Too. I mean, but there is a song to go with Go Pack Go, so you can't beat that. Well, the only one I have is the one they play in the PA, which was B uh, B U C C C A N E E R S. Go Bucks. Yeah, is that what you I wanted? threw up in my mouth. A little yeah, bit. shut up. <laughs> no, because your name is so weird that I don't even know what you what you spell. I spell right, Buccaneers. Right. I, I get that, but it's there's too many letters. <laughs> did you have like four N's and eight C's? <laughs> what did you say? Despite uh, lies withstanding from these two, the game, <laughs> the Buccaneers uh, are looking better each week. I think they're they're starting. The pieces are starting to come in place, and that's why I said when they lost to the Saints, I I wasn't you know screaming and ripping my hair out because I knew that Tom Brady and these this team is too talented to not win football games. And back-to-back back weeks, man. they played inferior talent in, in uh, the Panthers and the Broncos and won by double digits like they should. Now they've got the Chargers this week. They should probably win that one with double digits. Uh, Brady look is getting looks like he's getting more comfortable in the offense. And this defense is playing – Way better than I expected them to be. Uh, you know, we forget that Shaq Barrett had 19 and a half sacks last year. No, you don't forget because I, I, I remind you every every chance I get. Uh, but this defense was actually best in the league against the run. They shut down Saquon Barley. Bar- really, uh, yeah, Barley. Barkley. Barkley. Why do I keep want to say Barley? Barley Flakes. Uh, Saquon Barkley last year, they did they. Took CMC out of the game. You know he he really wasn't making that much of an impact before he was injured. Uh, I'm I'm excited, but I'm also you know optimistic. I am still riding the high of one of my Tampa teams winning a championship, so I'm I'm overconfident. So I, I it's going to get tougher because yes they got the Chargers this week, but then they got to go to. Uh, Soldier Field and take on the Bears on Thursday night. So, and then they're going to have to play Aaron Rodgers at some point. They're going to have to play Patrick Mahomes in this. It's it gets a lot tougher, you know, later in the season. But I think this team is still a solid playoff team. I, I'm really bullish on the Buccaneers still. So, unlike you, I'm not ready to to make some weird eulogy for my team back to back weeks. We didn't make eulogy for my team. What the oh hell my gosh, or whatever that was, whatever justification you tried to make for being a just jump on the ship, man. There's plenty of room. I swear to God, if you say that to me one more time, I'm never going to be a Buccaneers fan. <laughs> Why? At least Brandon has the decency to know that I would never go to his team. Well, he wouldn't even ask. <laughs> yeah, well. I can't believe you would even ask. <laughs> That's what I think about your team. That's what I think Let's about you on asking you hate me to, see it. to go to your... To God. Tyler. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. All yeah. right. <laughs> I will go first, hey, as tradition. You hate to see it. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way. My you hate to see it is, it's again, it's another, <laughs> it's a funny thing for me, because much like the Falcons losing the way they did against the Bears, it was was funny. What made it all the more funny was Nick Foles coming in to replace Trubisky, or three pits. <laughs> three Pixki, as we three call him on this, pos- this podcast. Nice. Uh, you just you hate to see it. Like no, my computer's not working. You hate to see it when I try to play the sounder and it doesn't work. You hate to see <laughs> it. No shit. I know, right? Uh, another thing to think about too. Uh, 
what else can you say? Big Dick Nick is back, baby. BDN mm. is back. Because he just got named the starter. Finally, Nagy finally admits he was wrong. Nagy finally admits he One got... He didn't admit do that it. Nagy is bad, is wrong. It has to be after the season, because I don't... I don't I, well, maybe not because the Bears, the Bears might wiggle their way into the playoffs because of the freaking Lions and the Falcons being tr- trash. And I could just see it. They're just going to ride that luck with Nick all the way to the oh, playoffs. Hey, 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 Nick Foles. Nick Foles guy. Listen. Because Ni- they'll definitely hey, beat the Vikings. Next week, Nick Foles is going to They're not going to beat the Packers. Next week, Nick Foles is going to be my fraud of the week. So just watch. Just what? calm. It's already been decided. Just calm down. Nick Foles. Yeah. Jabinski. Nagy. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. Brandon, who's your you hate to see it this week? I have down here Doug Peterson, but <laughs> it's not really. I mean, I guess it is Doug Peterson. The Eagles and their game against Cincinnati. They're in overtime, right? Late. I don't know if you guys watched oh the game. My gosh. I don't know if you guys watched saw, the game yep, at all. But yeah. I saw the end of it. The both teams just gave up. There's two. There's like what a minute left in the game. Yep. Doug P. It's fourth down. They're. In, it's a long field goal. Don't get me wrong; it was a long kick. But what are the? Why are you not trying to win? Why are you playing yeah. not you to lose? You miss hundred percent of the shots you don't like, take. Kick the ball, and then to punt it, and then the Bengals just run the ball because there was ten seconds left. Like why? Hey, you know like, what? what? are the Bengals going to do in ten seconds for you to not try That's, and win the game? You're totally right. You're totally right about Doug Peterson. It kicked the field goal. Like, what are you What's doing? the worst that happens? Exactly. You lose. You're going to tie anyway. Take a loss it? over a tie ten days, uh, ten thousand times. <laughs> ten Seven thousand days a week. God damn it! Twice on Sunday. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. I don't have that button. Herm Edwards says it the best. You play to win the game, Doug Peterson. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, Doug. Tyler, who is your? You hate to see it. Uh, my hate to see it is, uh, I know I'm kind of going against the, uh, thing, but, um, me going 0-5, uh, in the primetime picks, um, <laughs> but kind of the way... You know what? You know what? You hate to see it. Kind of the way it happened, like, because I, did, I did pick the, uh, Bengals over the Eagles, and they tied, and exactly, like, that end of the game was pathetic. Um, yeah, that's that's. But then, I mean, all game, I'm watching my game on, on TV, and you got the little ticker on the bottom, all game. Atlanta over Chicago, Atlanta over sh- all game until like the fourth freaking quarter. And it's just the way it happened was just like, oh, God. And, you know, honestly, who gives a crap about what happened on Thursday night? I mean, that was a pick em, you know? <laughs> I mean, I, I picked the wrong team, so I picked the Jaguars, right? Yeah, you know you know what? I, I, I I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to fraud myself. Yeah, sounds good. Because yeah. I know better than anyone that week two Fitzmagic is the best kind of Fitzmagic. Ooh. That's it. He's basically He's hit his peak. Get ready to we'll start soon. Right. <laughs> then then drop him from your team. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, dear. Now uh, we're going to jump on down to fraud of the week. <laughs> so funny. It's growing on you, fraud. isn't it? Fraud. Brandon, who was your fraud of the week? Lamar Jackson. <gasps> Why would you say that? Wow. I mean, <laughs> has he won any big games yet in his career? Any game oh. that's actually meant anything at all? Maybe the New England Patriots last year. Maybe we'll count that one. I mean, he did go fourteen and two. It's last true. No, you're you right. But they don't. They, they didn't play a lot of good teams. The NFC North wasn't, or the AFC North wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. So no. they maybe played two or three good teams 
all year. Yeah. And only the Chiefs really mattered. And again, maybe the Patriots game. And like you're saying, 0-3 and against... Now, and he's lost both of his playoff games. He, he's coming into week, you know, year three of Hasn't being a Chiefs. starter. He loses, you know, it's another big game, early game at home. I understand, Monday night. No, I understand that there's no fans. Yeah, prime time. He's, he's the star of the show, right? He's supposed to be the star of the show. And he plays terrible. I mean... It's early, and I and I think that he I think that he will figure it out. I hope he does, because I like him as a player. But yeah, you, you got to win some of these big games. Lamar, for the first time ever. Fraud. Yeah, that that's surprised. Do you think Pat Mahomes will ever get on fraud? I don't think it's possible. I don't think that he could play bad enough. <laughs> that's right? what I'm saying. I don't think it's possible. You have to. You have to really. Yeah. All right, uh, Tyler. Who is your fraud? My fraud of the week is uh, Cam Newton, uh, <gasps> but yeah, mainly it was just more Stop because... Stop relating it to your fantasy mm. team. Is that what it is? Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it's fine. Yeah. No, go ahead. Do your thing. Mm. I'm joking. Oh, well, no, I, uh, I just, you know, um, it, it that happens a lot to me when I'll pick up, like, a quarterback off waivers and be like, you know, instead of playing the quarterback that's got me this far to 2-0... I'm going to play this jackass that I picked up because he had a good week last week, like a, a monster week. He he was third in the league after week two in scoring. And after this week, he's like 12th. Uh, bad game. I still won my game, but uh, so it's my fault, really, that I played him instead of Josh Allen. So, you know, not Cam Newton's fault. But I always forget. The first two weeks made me forget that Cam Newton still can be inconsistent, and he showed it that on Sunday. I think that how inconsistent he can still be. They still won, and he still pulled it out. But yeah, fraud. Play better, Cam. Fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, I'm gonna bring up the rear here with uh, fraud of the week. Going to college football. Talking about uh, a rear. <laughs> I know we haven't uh, really been talking about college football much this week, but, uh, you know, whenever I can, I like to <laughs> a uh, college football team. The Oklahoma Sooners. You are. Remember when we used to call, we used to say that they were Clemsoning when a team looked really good and they found ways to lose? They, to Florida State. Yeah. <laughs> to inferior talent. They'd always find a way to do it. That is what Oklahoma is now. It's no longer Clemsoning. It's Oklahomaing mm-hmm. because for two years in a row they have lost to an inferior Kansas State team. They lost forty-eight to forty-one in two thousand nineteen, and they lost here in twenty twenty when they had a thirty-five to fourteen lead in the third quarter. They allowed Kansas State to score twenty-four unanswered points. And beat them at home. And they actually had fans in the stands, okay? Lincoln Riley. I don't know what to make of you, buddy, because it's a, you, you, it's very similar to Lamar Jackson. He can't win the big one. He does he he does well throughout the regular season. Yeah, he'll win a Big 12 title. Yeah, he'll run rough shot over the Big 12 because it's not a very good conference. Ooh. And then Whoa. he when he plays real talent, he loses and then somehow finds a way to lose it to Kansas State. It was Iowa it was Iowa State in 2017. I don't remember who they lost to in 2018, but Kansas. Uh, Problem. No, no, that'll never happen. But you're frauds. 
And you were number three in the country. That's never going to get old to me. Yeah. Right. Honorable mention. LSU for giving up Can 600 passing Man, yards to Mississippi State and giving up 44 points. I thought m- you were DBU. That's that Mike Leach air raid offense, man. Bayou Bengals. Gardner Minshew. And then I got another one. The Big 12 itself. You can't do three. Fraud. All right, let's You're move on. You're a fraud on. for doing three. Let's move on to primetime picks. Yeah, do we have to? I don't have the bumper music up here it's, on the board. Oh, so. what the? Do you want me to grab it? Is that really important I, to you? No, I guess not. Dun, 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 dun. Primetime picks. Primetime picks. Yeah, woo. God, pathetic. The, the <laughs> there, production your... value on this show has just fallen off. I could. I, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, you know what? I wouldn't have paid this turn. Let's do some primetime picks. <laughs> <laughs> First up, we were talking about this off the air, uh, Brandon. <laughs> Uh, we thought last week was a boring matchup on Thursday. Between that was as low as it could go, right? With Dolphins, Jags, low as it could possibly oh, man, go. Oh man, the NFL—they did it again. We found they um, two zero and three teams, two really bad zero and three teams meeting up. <laughs> it is the Broncos at the Jets to start on Thursday night. Brandon, who do you got? See, uh, I hate these ones because they're flip a coin, man. I really don't know because the Jets are the Jets and they're bad. And that's being being nice. They're bad. Broncos have Jeff Driscoll. No, they're starting. He's not starting. Brett Rippian. No, their third string quarterback is coming in for the Broncos. Brett Rippian. So who knows? Mark Rippian. Mark Rippian. Who knows knows what they're going to bring for us? This is going to be a tie at zero. So, I mean. I guess I'm gonna go. With, I guess I'm gonna go with the Jets. That's all. I don't know. I have no idea who's gonna win this game. Yeah, this is a this is another. Pick I'm going with the Jets. Jets. Okay, I will agree with you. I am also taking the Jets uh, just because I think Sam Darnold is better than um, whoever this person, this guy is. Uh, so I'm gonna take Darnold over them. Maybe, maybe yeah, better. Maybe Tyler. I'm going to chalk it up. Jets. Chalk. I, I honestly think um, if any team, if either team is going to score like at all to win, um, it's going to be the Jets, even though neither team could really move, <clears throat> even move the ball against a peewee league team. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, and we will get Paul's picks uh, later. Uh, to up to you. I'll try and stitch them in with this video. Then we move ahead to Sunday night. Another crapshoot of a game. It'll be the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Tyler, who do you got? It's another pick em. Do you take JV I, I 49ers? Honestly, or I honestly, I, I think... 0-3, 0-2-1. Oh, I'm right. just trying to shake my bad start, so I'm going to go kind of crazy and call Eagles. It's not that crazy. I, I am taking the Eagles as well. Wow. Uh, and I only say that because of the 49ers injuries, and I think if Philly... If you Philly, guys pick what I picked, then we're all going <laughs> to lose. If Philly manages to uh, lose this game, I think the media... And the fans will burn that place to the ground <laughs> because these people, yeah, oh three and one start. Yikes! Uh, I'm right. taking the Eagles. Brandon, give me the Niners. Oh, mm. probably the better pick. Give me the probably. <laughs> what? What do you? What do you got? It's just because it's the Eagles. 
Yeah, pretty. I mean, I, I've watched the Eagles enough to know that. Remember when you we were all wrong about the Eagles? Well, yeah, especially Tyler because he said they would win the East. Oh boy, you know, hey, right now, honestly, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They're not out of it, no, right? They're not no, that's, that's the thing that's terrible. They're they're o two and one and not out of it yet. <laughs> oh, like, right. that sucks. Like, yeah. And uh, finally, uh, I don't know if this will be a crap game. It will very much be entertaining. I know. Hopefully, that it'll be like high scoring. At please, least. God, give right? me, give, please, football gods, give me a third straight. Falcons double digit blow, at, or at like least a big Packer lead, and then a Falcons like rush like flurry back so that we can get some fantasy points yeah. out of them. I'll pick first here. I'm going to take the pack. I can't pick against the Packers right now. Why would you? Uh, they've been playing so well. It's at hard home. to um, at home. Uh, I don't think they'll. Ha- they're not having fans, are they? No, no not fans? this week. Okay, uh, but I, I, I just. It's the way the pa- Falcons have played defensively. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to just carve them up like a nice jack-o'-lantern. <laughs> so I'm taking the Packers over the Falcons. Brandon? Yeah, I, I think it will be a high-scoring game. I mean, like I was saying before, the Packers defense is not great, and the Atlanta Falcons offense is pretty good. But the Pack will win. Can't so, trust the, this team. No, I mean, the, until I actually see the Falcons, you know, win, you know, actually show that they are capable – NFL team, I can't I can't pick them to play for full sixty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler, uh, I'm gonna take the pack too. I I honestly, um, you learned your lesson last week. No, I I honestly, if I had really thought more about like the the fact that the Saints were one and one instead of zero and two, I probably would have picked the Packers. But whatever, um, I'm gonna pick the Packers because. Uh, again, yeah, like like you guys are saying, until the Falcons can show me that they can play a full sixty minute game, even without fans, Lambeau Field, man, is a home field advantage. Um, you, you guaranteed that you know anybody playing at their home stadium, um, especially the Packers, feels a lot better about it, and you know they're they're gonna come out. Hey, man, they're doing Lambeau leaps with no fans. I'm yeah. just saying they're gonna they're gonna have a lot better time than the Falcons are gonna have. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and then. Uh, right now, the only thing that's that's going to stop the Packers at all is if somebody figures out how to slow down their offense. That's the only thing because, you know, if they if they are forced to play from behind, I don't know. Um, I mean, didn't weren't they down to the Lions at one point in that game? Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were down fourteen to three. Yeah. To so I mean, they they faced that before, but I'm saying like, you know. You're gonna have to throw him out of his rhythm like the Chiefs did to Lamar Jackson last night. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yeah, he's playing. He's playing one of the top three quarterbacks right now. Him, Wilson, and uh, what's his name, uh, Mahomes. So oh, yeah, I, I don't see the Packers really losing until somebody figures out how to slow down that offense. Because um, I think the defense could lose them games if they're if they're not mm-hmm. careful. All right. It's wild card time. Yay. All right. Hey. Let's start with Brandon. Who is your wild card pick? Give me give me give me Tampa. Tampa. Give me Tampa. Over the I feel like it's a safe bet. Over the Chargers, yeah. Well, I mean the Chargers played pretty well against the Chiefs, so we'll see, but then they then they played pretty bad last week and got beat. So yeah, I'm going with Tampa. I can't believe they lost to the Panthers. The Panthers are not a good team, <laughs> right? Especially without CMC. 
All right. Yeah, uh, Mike I, Davis. Who my are you? Uh, my wild card um, is an easy pick, honestly. I got the Rams taking out the Giants. Oh, what the hell, man? Is that yours? Not anymore, I guess. Yeah, figure it out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I like the, what I saw from the Rams last week against the Bills. Now, of course, they didn't win, but they showed a lot of uh, toughness and the ability to, you know, to face adversity and still manage to to score all his points. And they scored, what was it, 29 points? Uh, yeah, uh, 29 unanswered points. Like, that's that's ridiculous. Um, uh, and they're going up against a really bad New York Giants team. So I like the Rams. Tyler? Well, what? Did you look at uh, both my picks and change them? No, I didn't look at both yours. Uh, my uh, my wild card is going to be the Seahawks over the Dolphins. Um, oh yeah, easy pick. D- uh, Seahawks. I honestly, I, I just, I need to get back into contention and uh, going zero and five. So that's why I picked the Rams because that's like a to me that's like a solid lock right there. But and it is, I think. But um, Seahawks, even though they're on the road on the East Coast, I don't think that's going to affect them that much. Um, the way they're playing right now, and and the Dolphins are just. The Dolphins are not there yet. Um, you know, they got, a, what, 20 draft picks this past year, but, you know, they're still trying to figure out what's going on. I think there's going to be another head coaching change before they crawl themselves out of the mire. <laughs> but Seahawks are just Seahawks are just on fire right now, and the, the line, they're, they're getting six and a half or the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm taking Seahawks over the Dolphins. That's a good one. All right. I'm going to go a little bold. I'll take – the first pick here in the upsets. I'm going to take the Vikings upsetting the Texans. You and wouldn't be surprised to think I, I, I did not pick that as my yeah, upset. I, I was a big critic of the Texans coming into the season. I wasn't sold on them. Uh, they haven't looked terrible. They've had an incredibly tough schedule. Yes, right. exactly. They have had a tough and schedule. And they did play Pittsburgh really well for most of the game. Yeah, I just don't. I just there's they got rid of their big the their big part of the puzzle, which I think was uh DeAndre Hopkins and I think that's really affecting them. I think the Vikings have looked better last week in a loss, and I think they probably should have won that game against the Titans. Uh so I'm gonna take them. I, I think they're gonna get their first win over the Texans. Let's go back to you, Tyler. Uh, my upset is going to be, it's not much of one because the line's only one, but uh, the Titans over the Steelers at home. Um, I think. Not, um, I don't think that's a bad pick. I think the Steelers are due for a little bit of a letdown. They got some injuries in their, uh, you know, their pass catching. Um, you know, uh, their, I think it's Deontay Johnson or whatever's had a concussion. Um, Juju Smith Schuster has not turned out to be like the top number one guy that he's supposed to be yet. Um, and they keep taking out they keep taking out James Jim uh, James Conner for Benny Snell and some other dude for like goal lines. Why? It just makes no sense to me. Um, I think uh, Derrick Henry runs all over him. I think the Titans. Um, it's hard for me to say they're going to be four and zero, but I think they are. <clears throat> I think so far they're playing really well. I don't think they're going to keep this up much longer, but I think they'll take the Steelers out. All right, Brandon, final pick. Upset. What is it? Upset special. Give me Chicago again. <laughs> you're going to you're going to put your faith in 
BDN. Yep, give me Stick Chicago with the hot again. hand, man. Yeah. Over over Indianapolis. Yeah. My two picks. I don't two, think that's a bad pick. My yeah. two picks from last week going at it this week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'll be interesting. That'll be that's gonna be wild. Hey, uh, the Bucks it, being three and one, playing against the four and zero oh Bears. Bizarre all world. That's what we're. So to in. address your uh, upset pick, um, I would love to see the Vikings get their first win and beat the Texans. However, um, I think when it comes down to it, the the uh, Texans defense is better. Yeah, well, I think it'll be a really good game, I'm like it was to make on one Sunday. But ridiculous pick and get lucky. No, dude, listen. It's bound to happen. It I happened last to, year. I'm doing it again this year. These That's years, why it's called an upset. Vikings fans are realists. You don't expect it. Years like last year, we're like, oh my God, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. No. Tyler, thank you for being a good fill-in. I'm not going to say great, but serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing us all this Vikings fodder every week, dude. You're uh, welcome. Yeah, so you're still going to be a part of the team, but uh, you'll be... Um, You'll be the sixth man on the bench. Uh, we, uh, you still be doing our for the twelfth man. I'm a football player. I'm a football sure. Fan. Whatever. You're coming off the bench. Uh, you'll still be doing primetime picks with us, and you'll still be doing your your weekly Viking segment. Um, but thank you so much for uh, filling in. You're welcome, man. I know goodbyes are hard. I really got to know you guys really well. I don't want Paul to come back. I think I liked it more without him. No. <laughs> Kidding, obviously. Tyler. Uh, Tyler. Tyler will not be back next week. Uh, Paul will be back next week. And uh, the OG, the original three. OG. OG three. Just made that up. Whoa. Boom. That's like CB4. But not as cool. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, follow us on Twitter, at LoudSportsPod, and on Instagram, at LoudSportsPod. Loud Sports on Facebook. You can also find this show on Spotify. I, I actually need to work something out. There's some yeah. sort of issue we're having with Spotify. Uh, Contractual. They won't give us the money that they owe us. <laughs> we don't deserve any money. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. So thanks so much, and we will see you next week. Go Bolts! Go Bolts!